And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest episode of Game Rivals. I'm one of your hosts, Maximilian X, and as always with me, I have the magnanimous, the robot hunting, Sean Templar. How's it going, Sean? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I am very good. Sorry, the word, the, the 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 titles were a bit short this one, but it's also been a very quiet uh, couple of weeks in terms of gaming news. There were some highlights, but uh, we'll get into them in a bit. Um, we are barreling down E3 as you're listening to this. E3 is literally days away days away so it's time to get that e3 hype train rolling we're gonna start off with some pre e3 hype because we have a couple of news articles to talk about the first thing i want to bring up up is of course the hint that was already in the name for sean which is horizon forbidden west having a state of play and i'm gonna be honest one of the best state of plays that i've watched I think uh, you're not the only one that uh, thought that. I think a lot of people think it was a good one. Uh, I mean, uh, it was a, it was straightforward. They just showed gameplay. They they told a little bit about the game. They introduced it, and then they just straightly jumped into a gameplay demo. I think they showed around 15 minutes of gameplay, and it looked amazing. It was running on PS5, and holy crap, it was. Besides it looking really, really, really nice. Um, it just also it like it felt familiar, like Horizon Zero Dawn, but at the same time, it had subtle changes that made it uh, nice, such as, and a lot of people will say it has taken inspiration from Breath of the Wild. So there was a, a paraglider in it, for example, that a lot of people were like, oh, yeah, they took that from uh, for me, uh, uh, Breath of the Wild. Like, well, no, because I know Breath of the Wild is not the only game that has paragliders. You know, Far Cry had them as well. But did Far Cry have them before or after Breath of the Wild? Before Far in Far Cry One, you could travel around the island with uh, paragliders. Okay, fair. So, fair. Uh, yeah. But to be fair, they are kind of similar style. In Dutch, games. in Dutch, they say "beter goed gejat dan slecht gekopieerd." It's better to steal it well than to copy it bad, like a rough translation. True. So, I mean, nothing is new in games. Nobody comes up with new stuff. Everybody just steals each other's ideas and slightly tweaks it and makes it better. I mean, Halo came up with regenerative healing, and almost every game now uses that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's it, it's important for the industry to grow and to, and to innovate. Um, true. true. I mean, look but at yeah. them, but they haven't been original for, like, what, 50 years? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm personally really excited for Horizon Forbidden West. It looks amazing. Um, it, it It's cool to see that they've added, like, smaller tweaks to it, such as that you can add attachments. I think there are, like, one-use attachments to your spear that have different kinds of effects. So mm-hmm. in one of the, the parts of the demo, uh, Aloy was fighting against a, like kind of like a brute, and she attached like a shock attachment to her spear and she could use that to create an area of effect shock attack. Um, that was really nice. Um, there are uh, big mammoths or mumakils as I call them, just like in Lord of the Rings that are ridden by people. Um, so you, you have different ways to, to deal with that. Um, you can swim now. Uh, that looked really nice. 
Um, mm -hmm. There's also some cool mechanics in there, like a, a strong current in the water that you have to keep uh, into consideration because it can just take you to other places uh, when you're on the water. Um, also different types of enemies, more, these enemy types felt more like Jurassic Park enemies, like reptiles and stuff like that. Uh, I, I like them going more towards the dinosaur kind of uh, enemies or animals instead of the, with Horizon Zero Dawn, they had like a, a far wider or normaler selection of animals and the dinosaur animals felt like um, rare or special. Such as yeah. the 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 the, the saw, no the what's the T Rex called again in Horizon Zero Dawn? Oh, the uh, the 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 what's it the Rip or something? I honestly didn't know. I thought uh, Sawtooth, but that's a tiger. That's the cheetah, the leopard kind. Yeah. Anyways, um, so it looks like that they're going more in that direction. Um, they're, they're, I think they've also added more, like you can use the focus more to scan the environment and to see more of the environment so you can use that in your advantage, such as uh, climbing around. And I, I thought, I liked the climbing in Horizon Zero Dawn, but I thought it was really limited because you could only climb on things they wanted you to climb on and it was always highlighted with yellow. Um, it, it looks the same, but a little bit more freedom here compared to uh, Zero Dawn. So, uh, or they just hit it better. It could be, yeah. I mean, don't I don't expect Assassin's Creed style uh, climbing, but uh, it does look like they've given you more freedom to climb and explore the environment. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, it, it went so fast and it, it was really nice to see all. Um, the game is set in San Francisco from what I understood, which is nice because uh, it's, it's nice to see like a familiar landmark or a familiar spot um, in, in a game. Yeah, I, I sent you an article the other day in which they said that the game is, because they didn't announce a release date, but in that article I sent you, they said that the game is in, in beta, they have the game up and running, all they're doing right now is polishing the game, squashing bugs, giving some extra care and attention to some parts of the game they might have neglected. Um, so hopefully um, this will be a 2021 release. Um, I think November would be a nice sweet spot because uh, that's just before the holidays and around Halo Infinite, because that's also going to drop probably this year. Mm -hmm. um, so at least then PlayStation will have a nice exclusive to go into the holiday season. Yeah. Um, that is, was it in that same article or was it in? So uh, see, seeing as you went from the East Coast to the West Coast and they are saying, or at least hinting that it's uh, San Francisco, you know that they're going to have whatever is left of uh, the Golden Gate Bridge. They just have to. Yeah, it's in there. I mean, in the initial announcement trailer, you saw it there. So. Wait, seriously? How did I miss that? Yeah, she rides on one of the animals and you see the Golden Gate Bridge. In the, ah, gosh darn it. Of course. In the thing. background. That's why I knew it was San Francisco. <laughs> 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 Otherwise, I would have. Otherwise, you wouldn't know. Yeah, that's I was like, oh, it's some random place. You know. Uh, yeah. Ah, that maybe, made that might maybe mean that uh sorry go ahead no no no. i said maybe you might actually be able to visit alcatraz then since you can yeah. swim yeah or maybe they throw in some uh, easter eggs for uh silicon valley or something or uh who knows uh, maybe uh, you get to go to la or something i don't know i don't know how big the world map is but it, it's supposed to be really big hmm well maybe not too big don't forget this is a cross-gen game yeah, I saw the the list of um, 
of what the PS4 version will do. And it's it's like minor visual things. So it'll be like that the PS5 version just looks prettier. But like from my features point of view, they're both the same. They're not taking the, the Shadow of War approach or Shadow of Mortar approach. I remember when that came out, the Nemesis system was only available on the PS4 and the Xbox One. And the PS3 and Xbox 360 versions didn't have the Nemesis system. So like from a content and a features perspective, it's, it's the same across both games. Um, I think it's like more like faster load times on the PS5, dual sense implementation, uh, higher res textures, higher resolution. The PS5 version supports a 60 FPS mode if you want that. Um, so it's more like it's it's almost like PC gaming. You get more bells and whistles the the, the faster your hard or the pow- more powerful your hardware is. It also sounds like the PlayStation 4 Pro. Well, I don't know if they'll allow, for example, 60 FPS on the on the PS4 Pro. So. They can, they just probably won't do it for 4K. That would be the only difference. Well, I think with uh, with Horizon Zero Dawn uh, on the PS4 Pro, it is one of, I don't know if there are other titles that do it still, but I, th- I, I remember that Horizon Zero Dawn was like the best title showcasing what the PS4 Pro can do from a, from a technical point of view, because they used so many different techniques and the game... Uh, renders at 4K checkerboarding. And of course, people say, oh, well, 4K checkerboarding isn't 4K and it's cheating. But there's so much tech behind it that they actually pull off a really, really good uh, 4K-ish uh, image. And there's so much detail in the game. Um, and they, they locked the game at 30 because they knew that if they were going to go to 60, they would have to um, scale the fidelity down. They didn't want to do that. So um, I think... You, the difference between the PS5 version and the PS4 Pro version might be smaller compared to the original PS4, but then again, I don't know how, how well the PS4 Pro sold. It doesn't feel like there are more of them out there uh, compared to the original PS4 or the Slim. No, I think that's because it came out pretty late, so I think it's significantly less. Also, don't forget price. Um, yeah, I mean... I guess we'll see. Time will tell. Um, yeah. They still say it's coming out this year. Yep. Um, there's, they're pretty far ahead. So I guess good signs unless they find a game-breaking bug. I think Who it's knows? in their best interest to bring it out this year. So Because if they don't, they, they basically they... have nothing going into the holiday season. And I think this is one of those holiday seasons that's crucial for them. If they don't, they get the wrath of Sean Templar. Well, not alone, not just my wrath, I'm afraid, but the wrath of the whole PlayStation community. Yeah, but you live in the Netherlands. You could easily go to Guerrilla Games and yell at them in Dutch. <laughs> yeah, but I, don't, I won't do that. I mean, um, I, I'm always shocked when, when people do that. Um, and and it, it's, it's a, like a subtle segue into our next thing. But mm. I'm always shocked when, when a game gets delayed that... Uh, people, I, I understand that fans are really looking forward to stuff. And I understand that when they get disappointing news, they have to vent because, you know, that's the way it is. But I never understood why they have to go out and threaten somebody or a developer or vent towards them. Um, some might have heard that God of War got pushed, God of War Ragnarok got pushed into 2022, um, which is unfortunate, but um, I think you and I both have, I, don't, I think we've said it multiple times on this podcast that 
that game's not, no one not expected come out this, this year. year. Yeah, it's it's not going to come out this year, and we kind of knew that. And um, I, I remember uh, a writer at Sony Santa Monica. She posted uh, like a, like a message she got from a fan who was threatening her. Uh, and she said, look, oh, wow, it feels like my inauguration. I'm officially now a game developer because I got threatened by somebody. Uh, I'm officially part of the gang now. I'm one of the guys, you know. And, I mean, she's smart and strong enough to just wave it off and see it as a joke and laugh about it. Um, but I think the same thing happened to the people at CD Projekt Red with Cyberpunk. And you hear this kind of behavior often. Again, I, I, I understand you're looking forward to stuff and you are disappointed. But it doesn't justify you threatening somebody or uh, hating someone or, or cursing or whatever at someone. It simply just does not give you the right to be a jerk. That's, yeah. that's what we're saying. It you're doesn't not give you the right to be to a it. Jerk. Yeah, exactly. You're not, you're not entitled. entitled to it. You're getting something that people are putting effort into. If it takes a little bit longer, you can wait just that little bit longer. Yeah, because if the game came out and the game sucked, you would feel more disappointed and then you'd probably do the same. So in this exactly. case, you know, just be happy that they're willing to do it um, because we all know that when God of War Ragnarok or whatever it's called, because they said Ragnarok's a working title, whenever it comes out, it will be an amazing game. Exactly. Just look forward to it. Just anticipate it. Just, just keep, you know, just keep, keep the excitement there. Just, Dial it down a little bit, like a deep, just dial it down. Yeah, because uh, I mean, think about it this way: your behavior reflects on all of us. Exactly. Because what, what basically happens is, is people will say, "Oh, gamers, yeah, those are some aggressive kind of people. They don't get what they want. They just throw a tantrum like a kid in a candy shop, not getting what they want, just screaming, crying, and shouting." Um, it reflects on all of us. I mean. Um, I'm, I'm happy that uh, a lot of people can just act normal, but like um, games is always used as a scapegoat when something bad happens in the world. Then it's always like, oh yeah, the guy that guy did a shooting, yeah, but he played a lot of GTA before, so that's probably where he got all the aggression from and learned how to do it. I'm like, no, stop blaming games for violence that happens. Um, maybe we should look at other things like how easy it is to acquire weapons or stuff like that. I mean, maybe we should look at stuff like that instead of blame games, you know, for example. So, you know, always just think it like it, it reflects on all of us. I mean, we would love to say things and we are like, we're mostly like, maybe it's just wise not to say that. So, I mean, you know. Yeah, I wish. Um... Uh, there's there's like two dudes that I watch on YouTube and they have like this best tagline. If you don't have anything good to say, just shut the S up, you know, like just shut the S up. No, not S. That makes no sense. I was shut, about to say that. What does yeah. shut the it's, S it, up? Yeah. I mean, shut the, sh <laughs> shut the F up. Is it shut the sock up? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not going to the sock up. What are you talking about? <laughs> no but yeah just if you have nothing good to say just shut it you know because yep. it's not doing anything good for you it's not doing anything good for them it's not doing any good for anybody yep. just shut it let people do what they need to do and move on and it's not like it's the only game that's coming out and i know that people are excited just 
there are other stuff to play. I'm pretty sure you have a backlog of stuff that you haven't played yet. Play that first, and then come back and be excited for the new games. But that's Jeez. easier said than done. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. And don't tell me like people don't have backlogs. People have backlogs. Trust Every me. gamer has a backlog. Just how bad is your backlog? Maybe we should do an episode on that one time. <laughs> I think we should. We should. I think uh, we, we, should, we should do like a, a box and then you just grab something out of the box and you're like, oh, this game. Oh, yeah. I bought this game in 20, 2001. I still haven't touched it. Oh, no. It's I have still to in the, the shrink wrap. Th- yeah, I, I have to wipe the dust off. Oh, no. I have a dust allergy. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. <laughs> Oh yeah, but yeah, yeah, that is it. Um, so E3 is a little, it's already kind of sort of on the way. Um, we already had some indie titles that got announced during uh the Gorilla Collective. A lot, by the way, a lot coming to the Switch, which is nice. Um, I don't have a list of it right now uh, because I was not smart enough to look it up, but I know it's there. It's okay. So um, they're also going to have another Guerrilla uh, Games Collective uh, on Saturday. So we'll talk about that then um, when that's passed. Uh, but for now, um, what else do we have that we can talk about beforehand? That's uh, right. So um, I actually have some breaking news. So you remember last year we got the announcement of an of the remake of Prince of Persia: The Sands of Time. No, you also remember that they delayed it twice this year. They delayed it again. I know. (laughs) I read it twenty two. Yeah, and they also said that it won't be shown at Ubisoft Forward in a couple of days. So. Yeah, so don't yeah. look forward to that. Yeah, oh, that was actually a pun that I did not intend. <laughs> ah. <laughs> um, yeah, um, just yeah, that's uh, on the one hand, it's unfortunate, on the other hand, good because that game kind of needed some time in the cooker. Um, yeah. it wasn't looking so hot, um, if especially if you compare it to other like remakes and remasters, it's kind of poor. Um, so, they, I mean, they back when they delayed it the first time, they said, oh, look what the progress really is. It's like, yeah, you did a bit of texture work. It's fine, but it's still not. It doesn't look I mean, like something that's coming out in 2021, you know? It's, it's good that they took the decision to do it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's always good to, you know, take the time needed to develop a game. <laughs> Cyberpunk. <laughs> oh, boy. I, uh... I'm afraid that cyberpunk is kind of the laughing stock of the industry now. I read the other day that um, it's not performing as well as they hoped, seeing as it's been like a massive drop after the initial wave. So um, in, in the beginning, they were, of course, like, yeah, it sold even more than we expected and we made all our money back. <laughs> but uh, apparently then... now it's starting to uh, drop off and uh, they're, um, they're not even close to getting the PS4 version back on the PlayStation Store. If ever. Uh, well, but they probably will, but they're not close yet. Uh, so the way the, what I read was that they have all their resources right now on uh, Cyberpunk and the next-gen version and, and keeping the current-gen version, polishing the current-gen version. 
They're working on the, the Witcher next gen version, of course, Witcher 3, which will be available as a free update. I'm really looking forward to it because I never finished the Witcher 3. Um, and then they have smaller teams doing pre-production on new stuff. Um, I don't know if they confirmed it. I don't know if it was a rumor or something, but I think they will try to get like a saving grace moment that they'll just try to make a new Witcher to kind of win back everybody's soul and say like, hey, this is our our... This is like, you know, when you go to someone, you want to make up, you bring flowers and chocolates and think this is their way of doing that. Yeah, so they also said that they wanted to move to uh, parallel develop- development yep. now that, the, that their teams have grown and they bought an additional studio to add to their numbers. Yep. That's great, but... Considering the mismanagement of their last project, I think they really need to rethink stuff and reorganize and re-strategize. Because they learned from their mistake. Oh, I don't think I'm not saying that they haven't learned from their mistake. I'm saying that they haven't they haven't they haven't reorganized into how to do it better the next time. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing is they're saying, oh, yeah, we're on track to having the next-gen versions of um, uh, Cyberpunk and The Witcher out by this year. First of all, finish Cyberpunk before you even attempt something like that. And I don't think anybody is going to lose sleep over that the next-gen versions of those of those games aren't out yet. Because, again, with... with the, Forbidden West and with God of War Ragnarok, both those games are going to be cross-gen games. And God of War is coming out in 2022, assuming. And that's going to have a PlayStation 4 version in 2022. Okay, take your time. Nobody's in any rush to get next-gen versions. People are getting a hard time. to God of War? Because we were because I was talking about the next gen version and that they should oh. ease up on trying to get it out by this year and just focus on fixing the game first before contemplating on making the next gen version available. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But I think is is I think fo- making the next gen version and fo- I mean I think it, it's it does, it's not that hard for them to do it because they're basically working on the same game and they're just creating a ps5 version while at the same time making improvements for the for the um the ps4 versions and otherwise and from what we understood it's not like super difficult to switch from a ps4 version to a ps5 version like scaling up to it it's just more that um i think what what you're hinting at is like use all the resources you have to fix cyberpunk and then focus on making a, a better version but I, I think they have to do the ps5 version because there's a lot of people i mean i know a few people that are not playing cyberpunk because there is no ps5 version so um and i think a lot there's of people also know ps5 but sure i think the same could be said for the xbox series x version exactly there. yes there's no but, well i think there's a little bit more xbox than playstation 5 oh i think that the supply i don't know how it is now but i think that the supply for the xbox series x will easily improve but that's simply because the demand, the demand is not there the demand is not there and i mean i don't mean this in a way to jab or bash even though from the inside i am smiling 
Um, <laughs> but on like, the outside. <laughs> on the, on the they outside. just can't see it. I, I'm just trying to condense it. No, mm. but like, um, from, from, I mean, I mentioned this before. If you saw a drop of PS5s, the price would be sky high on the secondhand market. And if you saw a drop of Xbox Series Xs, the price would be like, MSRP is $4.99 and people would sell it for $5.99. Well, then basically, you know that there's not a strong demand for it. Um, and then who knows, maybe this can work in their advantage, seeing as um, maybe they can sway PS5 owners that are still waiting for their PS5. And people will eventually say, like, you know what, I don't care, man. I'll just buy an Xbox and I'll just get Game Pass. And then at least I have a console instead of waiting for that. It's almost like a unicorn, you know, it's like it's, it, I might see one, I might catch one, but I don't know. I mean, it's the, I mean, there, there's been drops again this week and still hearing a lot of people saying, like, I wasn't able to get one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I even, I even we have a mutual friend talked to him uh, the other day and he was like, you know what? There are not any games that I want to play right now. So I'm just going to chill and not focus on that anymore because it's just too disappointing to try every single time and i I know i um uh, i know you know you know who i'm talking about it's it's the friend of ours who gets super excited big fan of the of the the oh yes 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 i know who you uh yes yeah so he's like you know nah i'm uh i'm just gonna wait there's nothing that i want to play right away anyways on the playstation 5 so i'm just gonna wait no there's no rush even though he was really excited to get it I mean, I, I think I think that's the initial, it's either the hype or there's a part of FOMO that a lot of people around you are maybe talking about it or getting buzzed about it. And then you're automatically like, oh, I want one as well. Because um, I got mine in the second drop, which was in December. So like two weeks after or two or three weeks after it came out, it was like a second shipment and mine was in there. And I got it, and I played Miles Morales. I played uh, Astrobot, and then in January there was a, a PS Store sale, and I got Valhalla for uh, like forty euros. And then that was the last game I bought on my PS Five. And then after I finished Valhalla, I basically didn't play on my PS Five. Or um, if I wanted to pay, play a PS Four game, and it sucked because it had some issues, because I've had with, for example, with Yakuza Kiwami. On, I tried to play, play that on PS5 and we get all sorts of graphical issues so I switched back to the PS4 version um, but then the first game I bought for my PS5 was Returnal in April so meaning that from mm-hmm. January till April those, those three months I didn't buy anything for my PS5 simply because there wasn't a lot of stuff there and I that's normal with every console launch because mm. it's not that Xbox had like a lot of games in that period but at that moment, I really had like, yeah, it's just the hype and the excitement and people around you that are just talking about it. Um, and and I said to people, like, if people ask me, hey, do we have a PS5? I said, like, hey, I have a PS5. I don't want to sound as a snob. I don't want to um, uh, sympathize with you uh, and say, like, downplay it and say, like, oh, it's okay that you don't have one. But I said, like, hey, it's okay that you don't have one because there's barely nothing. There's barely something to play on it. So it's maybe better to get one later if you can, because that way you at least have some games to play on because now you're kind of getting into that machine of, we got Returnal, we got Mass Effect, we're getting Ratchet and Clank this week, we're getting Kenna next month, we're getting some other game I'm probably forgetting, but like slowly it is ramping up 
and we are getting more and more games. You're getting Final Fantasy VII Integrate or Interlude or whatever it's called. Um, so th- it is slowly picking up right now. So now is the perfect time to to want it. Yeah, Integrate is literally coming out like in a couple of weeks or this week. I this think it's, it's around this time. Yeah. Yeah. So like it is slowly ramping up and now is like an okay time to to want a PS5 or to get one. Um so yeah, basically that. And it's not like you're going to miss out hugely uh if if you haven't had one in the pa- in the past few months. Mm, true, true, true. Yeah. Um on the other hand, you also have um oh my gosh, why did it just fly out of my mind right now? I know. Oh, right. I mean, on the other hand, you also have games that were exclusive, not being exclusive anymore. Because um, I don't know if it was, a, I don't remember the article. I think it was like a data mine or something on the, on the, play, on the PlayStation page on Steam. But it was revealed that a lot more PlayStation titles are coming to Steam. We're probably going to get an announcement during the PC showcase because I'm pretty sure that Valve will be there as well. I think maybe I'm not sure. I don't think they've ever been there. I don't know. But we might get an announcement there or Sony might have a a state of play after E3. We don't know what Sony is doing, actually. Um, But one of the things that they showed there or was revealed there, one of the slots that was already filled in was Uncharted 4. I know, which is huge. It's pre- it's pretty big, and I I hope that if they pull that off, they also do like a PS5 patch because everybody is waiting for that. For as well as for Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, getting but that hasn't been patch. patched yet. Oh, oh right, I'm thinking about Last of Us. Yep. Right, right, right. I hope the PS5 of the Horizon Zero Dawn gets a PS5 patch. Funnily enough, there is trigger support in it in Horizon Zero Dawn. So when you rack your bow, you can feel the tension happening in the triggers. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why that is there, but there's there's no but nothing other, else. Nothing else. No. no. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, um, Sony has said that, and I think that I don't know the sales figures for Horizon Zero Dawn on PC, but I, I, Sony has said in like like a recent investor meeting. That they that the PlayStation brand is super important for them, and that they will try to grow the brand to other sides of, uh, instead of just mainly focusing on on PlayStation consoles. So I don't think it's going to be strange to see more and more PS4 uh, games coming to PC, mm-hmm. or maybe having deals that PS5 games come to PC as well, such as Deathloop. Um, and in the end, the gamers all benefit from it because. Um, People that don't buy consoles and only play on PCs can now enjoy these games as well, mm-hmm. which is in the end better for us all. Yeah, it is. Um, another thing that is also potentially not being an exclusive anymore: the medium. I saw that one, and I, I wonder if it got an ESRB rating, which means, yeah. like, if it gets a rating, that's not. It's not yeah. fiction anymore. You can look it up in the on the ESRB website. Yeah, I wonder if um, if it sold well enough because the medium only came out in January. Probably not. Oh. That's why they're probably doing this. Yeah. So, like, if if it has an exclusivity deal, is the exclusive deal that short? Like maybe six months or something? Uh, that it be wasn't a, pretty... a launch title, dude. 
Yeah, but it came out in January. We're in June now. So oh, let's that, say that the, yeah, that the six months. Yeah, that the deal is like six months, so that it maybe comes out in the summer. I I don't know if that is like a super. I don't know if it helped Microsoft or boosted Microsoft's um, sales that much. I don't know. Uh, why can't I find it on Peggy? Weird. I thought maybe let's look if it's on the on the Peggy website, but. I typed medium and it's not showing up there, which is super weird. Okay. So maybe I'm doing something wrong, but the Peggy website has always been kind of iffy. Anyway, um, it is on ERCIB, so we know that much. So I think we're going to see an announcement at E3. Um, outside of that, I think we've covered most stuff. Do you have any uh, predictions for E3? Oh boy, how do do I have them? Um, okay, so here's the thing with uh, this year's E3, right? Considering how everything is and that it's all digital and we have um, different events during different days. So if I pull up real quickly here, the um, schedule for all the press conferences, uh, we we're going to obviously start with the, the, the kickoff of Summer of Games on Thursday, uh, June 10th, um, which is going to be it's going to be the whole thing. You know, you're going to have like Double Fine doing the Days of Death stuff and I am 8-bit. Um, the next day, um, the, 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 the parent company of uh, Deep Silver, Coke Media, is having an event. Um, so we're probably going to see stuff about Dead Island 2 and uh, Chivalry and a bunch of other stuff from them. Um, like I said before, the Gorilla Collective is also, uh, no, it's not on the same day. It's the day after on June 12th um, when they have that. But Netflix is doing stuff. And there have been rumors. I think we talked about it in a previous episode. There have been rumors about them um, doing something. Uh, yeah. In games, like yeah. as in either publishing games, I'm assuming publishing games, not actually developing games. And it's not like they haven't done it before. Um, you know, we've had the Stranger Thing games happen on uh, on smartphones. Uh, and I think uh, season three had a game on on like consoles and PC. Um. Of course, you have the Witcher series, you have the Castlevania series. Um, they're working on a bunch of other game-related stuff. You know, there's a Sonic the Hedgehog uh, series, you know, Sonic Prime. Um, they might talk about that. I think Sonic Prime is coming to Netflix. I think that's a Netflix show, yeah. Um, so there's that. Um, there's a bunch of other stuff. So I think they might show stuff like that off. Um, I don't think you have to expect them to say we're opening a development studio. If they do, I'm out. If they say we're opening a studio, I am out. I am stopping that stream and I'm like, I'm going to play some Monster Hunter to like release some pressure because that is not cool. <laughs> I'm sick and tired of, I'm sick and tired of companies thinking that game development or managing a game dev studio is easy and putting out a game is easy. It's not. Amazon has tried it four times and they still have zero games to show for it. I, I think it's just simply because 
everybody wants a slice or a piece of the pie and it's a really big lucrative pie the pie is getting okay the pie is big but the slivers are getting smaller yeah i mean um it i think that uh considering last year i think that the games industry is is maybe one of the few if not the only industry that has probably kept on doing well uh unlike um movies for example that are that but the last movie i watched in the cinemas is tenet and after oh, that, you actually saw one after after sonic okay i didn't watch the sonic movie so yeah the last one i saw was sonic ah okay well i, I watched tenet in and March. That was last year in this in the summer <laughs> and um after that i haven't been to the cinemas and now last week it opened up and like people were like oh should we go to the cinemas i'm like watch what there's nothing to watch because there's slayer yeah no uh, but there's nothing to watch so you know uh i'm like it's fun and as i was like yeah no no also thingy is coming out soon black widow if you're a marvel fan but also it's also coming to disney plus on day and date yeah but it's 30 bucks if you want to play it on if you watch it on disney plus is it yeah it's coming to the prime the the premium stuff Oh, I didn't know there was a premium tier. Yeah, so it's not a premium tier, but basically movies that are supposed to come out in the in the movie theater will either get a release on Disney Plus without an additional cost, but like the stuff that they really want to highlight that was supposed to come into the movies, they'll charge you 30 bucks to watch it. Mm. They did that for Mulan. They did that for Raya and the Last Dragon. They're doing that now for Cruella. I wouldn't be surprised if they also did that for Black Widow. But then... Because the it's an that, anticipated movie. But the fact that people are buying it only confirms it for them, so they keep on doing it. Because if people wouldn't buy it... Then they would have like, stopped yeah, after the like, first oh, movie. Okay. Yeah, so basically we're causing the issue ourselves. Yeah, I, I'm not doing it. I waited for three months so I could finally watch Raya and the Last Dragon. It was a good movie. Not 30 euros worth, but it was a good movie. Nice. Like, if I went to see it in the movie theater, I would have still been happy to have paid the 20 bucks. That's Seriously, nice. movies are so expensive, man. Jeez. It's, it's funny because uh, Steven Spielberg, like, I think it's maybe 10 years ago, he made a prediction and he said that there's going to be this point where going to the movies is going to be like going to the theater. It's like a luxury experience. And your, your movie ticket is not going to be like $10. It's going to be like $30 or $40. But it won't be just watching a movie. It will be like a whole experience around it. So going to the movies is, become, is going to become a luxury thing instead of a, a fun social thing. And if you look at where the industry is trending towards now, um, with I think that a lot of studios have said that they're cutting down the time that a movie spends in theater. So for example, Disney has said that uh, all of their movies will either come to Disney Plus day and date that it comes out in the theaters, or it will get a 45-day release in the theaters instead of the 90 it normally gets, and then automatically go to Disney Plus. And a lot of studios are following suit, so um, I think it, the, the pandemic proved that um, old ways of earning money are not the same anymore because revenue streams just simply drop off and that they need to innovate. And this is kind of the solution they came up with. Yep. Also, they don't have to share the revenue if they use the premium stuff. All yep. the 30 bucks go straight to Disney. Yep. So, yeah. 
outside of that, we were talking about predictions. Yeesh. Yeah. How do we how do we how do we keep doing this every time? <laughs> um yeah, so I think with um Ubisoft, wow, we actually missed another article about Ubisoft. Also a bit of breaking news. Since they're working on a I don't remember. What are they working on again? Like a, a first game, person a game that is part between the division, Splinter Cell, and something and, and a ghost recon. I have no idea what that's supposed to look like, but um, I can see that going really wrong, really fast. Yeah. I mean they I think they'll probably show off that uh that free-to-play division game they announced earlier this month. Yeah. Uh, seeing as there was a technical alpha uh, that leaked out. So I think they will show that. Um, mm. They'll go probably more in on Far Cry 6. I mean, I saw the gameplay review last week and it got me excited for a Far Cry game. After 3, I kind of skipped out on all of them because they all looked and felt the same. Um, but with 6, I'm, I'm actually pretty excited. Yeah. Uh, I'm cute. Yeah. It looked good. Oh, wow. They did do that, didn't they? They showed it off. <laughs> and there were some rumors earlier in the years that there was going to be a smaller Assassin's Creed title. Um, but the rumors on that have gone pretty silent. So I don't think they're going to show Assassin's Creed this E3. But they haven't confirmed because the last time they said, we're not going to do anything around Assassin's Creed. It'll be, ne- it'll be two years before you see something around Assassin's Creed. And then we got Valhalla after two years. So mm-hmm. um, the, the word on Assassin's Creed is pretty silent last year was a pretty stacked year for ubisoft so i think this year is going to be a little bit more mild we're probably going to see a lot more uh experiences well free-to-play experiences but also more family oriented experiences because in their off year they tend to focus more on like more all in more inclusive stuff than specifically hardcore gaming stuff um so I think that's going to happen uh, with Ubisoft. Um, so there's not a lot to talk about with Ubisoft because of that. Next up is Bethesda Xbox. Or Xbox. I, uh, I'm, um, I'm scared to watch that one. <laughs> the only thing I'm scared of is that, that it's going to say exclusively Xbox and me just slowly dying a little bit. No, no, not necessarily because it's also going to come to PC and then they're going to say, well, it's not coming to GeForce now, so you'll have to pay for Game Pass Ultimate. I wouldn't be surprised if they announce an acquisition of a Japanese developer or a Japanese studio. If they do, I'm going to cry. I'm afraid that they're going to announce an exclusive game for Xbox made by Kojima Productions because that rumor is floating around more and more. And I've said it to you and a couple of other people. I will not buy an Xbox. So I'll probably have to wait for a PC release if it comes to PC. Which yeah, just, just get Game Pass Ultimate and play it through xCloud. Yeah. Um, but oh, I, yeah. So do- xCloud. Yes. That's going to, it's probably going to be a really big thing at this E3. I think so too, because they've, I think they're either beta testing it or they've said that um, there's like this browser version of xCloud that you can just play. They're beta browser. testing that that one. Yeah. So I'm so happy. Think, yeah, that's basically your GeForce now. A friend of mine is beta testing it and he says it doesn't work as well as playing it on the console, but it's a good beginning, he said. 
I mean, it's still in beta, so it's going to take some time. They better yeah. take their time. I really hope they take their time because, like, GeForce now took their time. G, uh, Google Stadia did not take their time. They didn't take. They took zero time. Yeah. So yeah, I think we'll uh, we'll probably see more from Starfield, which I'm pretty excited about. I think we'll finally see something about Starfield. Yeah. Um, we're not going to see anything about Elder Scrolls Six. So mm-hmm. whatever people thinking about Elder Scrolls Six, stop. Like. I'm telling you right now, people, stop. You ain't seeing anything about the Elder Scrolls. If they do show something, at best, it's a logo. Again. But they showed a trailer the last time, so. Yeah, but that was like geometry. Anybody can make that. You can put some speed trees in there and you're done. Um, I guess so. Uh, funny thing is, is I read an article Havoc wrote, you know, our friend, our mm-hmm. Xbox friend. And um, in it, he said that um, there are rumors that Microsoft has teamed up with LucasArts and that they're making a game around The Mandalorian. I have missed this rumor completely, so I have no idea where this is coming from. But Of course, um, he's like the Star Wars guy, so of course he's on top. Yeah, so it came out in in his article, I saw it, and I I said to him, like, is this for real? Is it? There are rumors floating around that this might happen. What would you base it for on the show? Is it a prequel? Uh, no, it's based on the show. Yeah, but is it like a prequel? Is it like an adaptation no of the show? Because you can't no really idea. adapt the show unless you're doing, I don't know, a visual novel or something or an, uh, a very slow ad- ad- adventure game. Well, I mean, I can, I can see it becoming an open world game in which you're on a quest to deliver baby Grogu. And then there are a lot more planets you can visit. You can take up um, bounty missions to earn money, to upgrade your gear. Um, and then you get missions, you get like main story missions that focus on the TV show or I don't know, they'll figure out something. If it's true. Yeah. That would be interesting if it's true. But they get that the they get, did get the uh, Indiana Jones license, so why wouldn't they get the Mandalorian license? Yeah, that's also crazy. And they have a huge bag of money, so here's a sack of money. Can we please do this? Of course. Here's our IP. Do whatever you want with it. Just you know, make sure that you don't mess it up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if it's going to be like uh, Fallen Order. I honestly don't know, but that's like a completely different game and a completely different team inspiration because Fallen Order felt a lot like um, Uncharted slash God of War meets Dark Souls. That's maybe also because uh, Stig Amason, or I don't know how to pronounce the name probably, was the game director on God of War 3, so um, a lot of inspiration from there. Um, Finally, in love, EA is not doing anything with E3. They're just doing the Battlefield um, 6 reveal in two days. And then in July, next month, they have EA Play. So we might see Fallen Order 2 there, maybe. Because mm-hmm. if, uh, if you have Fallen Order now, they will release a PS a next-gen version in the summer, and you get a free upgrade for it. Oh, already. that's nice of them for once. Yeah. <laughs> I know we bag on EA a lot, but that's because they kind of earned it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, if you think about it, it's actually funny that 
this last generation, I from all the third-party publishers, I think that Ubisoft was the best one because they they kept on taking risks. They kept on coming out with either new IPs or kept or trying to reinvent their current IPs. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. But I cannot remember a proper game coming out of the stable of EA this last generation. Maybe it takes two, or maybe a way apart. A, a way out, but those are basically games they just published. They didn't develop themselves. Mm. Battlefield Five was okay. Battlefield One was really good. So that's maybe one, but not like anything big besides yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, I guess. I mean, I guess time will tell. We'll see, right? Oh yeah, and uh, Fallen Order, of course. And Fallen Order. Yeah. And Titanfall too. And Titanfall. Okay, so maybe you can count on the one yeah. hand. Yeah. <laughs> That's still not a lot. Maybe they'll do Titanfall 3. Well, they've said that, that they're not done with the Titanfall IP and that they're definitely working on, on stuff besides uh, Apex Legends. Yeah, which that's is, good. Which, it's been a while since I played Apex. I think the game has like completely changed since it Oh yeah, they added like new they added a new game mode and it's like completely different. Yeah. Yeah. And they changed the map too. So mm. Um, you might not be familiar with, with how the map is now. I played it a while ago when it came out for Switch. Um, it's fine. On I think I said this I before back then too. It's fine, but you can definitely tell that they took some hits. It's 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 in that Witcher Three uh, range of taking a lot of cuts. Mm. So. <laughs> um, okay. I don't know what's going to happen with that version. It, they're still su- supporting it one-to-one, so it has all the same game features. It just doesn't look as pretty. I mean, I, I bought The Witcher 3 on the on the Switch. Yeah, how's that I been? Like, yeah, for I, I haven't played a lot because I fired it up, and I was a bit disappointed with how it looked graphically. I mean, it basically looks like, and I haven't played a lot of it, but it looks like a lot of stuff has just been blurred out. Mm-hmm. So I just played it in docked mo- on handheld mode, and I was like, mm, I don't know if I want to play this. Um, I haven't played it in docked mode yet, so I'll, I'll give it a try. But um, did you did you did you uh, transfer your save file? Oh no, I didn't. So, okay, uh, I started from scratch, but I was a bit disappointed on the visuals, and I I know that I shouldn't expect much. But at the same time, I was like, you know, people were kind of re- uh, enthusiastic about it because they pulled off The Witcher on the Switch. I was like, well, then they must have done something well. Um, but I kind of got disappointed. So now I'm like, you know what? I'll just wait for the next gen version and pay it later on PS5. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the miracle is that they got it running at all. So that's the big achievement. Not that it looks pretty, just that it runs. Yeah. That's a big achievement. <laughs> That's also yeah. a big achievement for different reason, but it's still an achievement. Yeah. Um, so Square Enix is having an event, so that's going to be interesting to see. They'll probably talk about uh, Final Fantasy Integrate. Um, Maybe I don't, Final Fantasy. I don't think they're good. Oh, yeah. They might talk about Final Fantasy 16 because we haven't seen anything since they announced it. Yep. Um, and the, the, that new IP, I forget what the new name is, but the... Working titles Project Athia or something like that. Oh yeah, that got a new name, didn't it? They got a name. I don't know what it is, but um, I think was it something might... with a T? I have no idea. Yeah. But they'll probably show that off. Oh, definitely, because they only showed off a little bit, like with the actress. So 
Yep, and they've they're apparently doing more for spoken for spoken that one for spoken. Yeah. And there is going to be uh, a new IP announcement from uh, IDOS Montreal, which is the studio really? that made uh, Deus Ex. Mm-hmm. So I hope a third game in that franchise would be really nice. Mm-hmm. That would be really nice. It's been a while. I tried oh. playing the first game on GeForce Now. And I don't know why, but I do not like the gameplay. <laughs> maybe I should, I st- maybe I should do it again because I picked up. I just used my Steam save file, so it picked up where I left off, and oh. I was really disoriented. It, but it was literally yeah. at the beginning of the game. So I don't know. Maybe I should start a new save file and see how that goes. But uh, I was not really happy with the gameplay feel. I um I bought Mankind Divided like when it came out and mm. i've tried since then i've tried to play it three times and every time starting over because i can't remember what i was and every time i just stop after a couple of hours so but it was a really good game i mean it really oh, pretty well oh yeah i mean i'm assuming that it's a good game because a lot of people are raving about it i just did not like this game flip feel but maybe i should just start over with the tutorial and stuff i don't know I think um, so. To be fair, I played it once and it wasn't running well on my computer, so I stopped and I didn't play it until I got GeForce Now. So that was a couple of years in between. Okay. Um, yeah. So outside of that, it's Square Enix. Oh yeah, they're probably gonna show more of uh, Project Triangle Strategy because of course they are. Yeah. And uh, um, Avengers as well. Avent. Oh yeah. Wow, that thing still exists, huh? Doesn't it? Yep. Awkward. Um, Remember how I said at, at the E3 where they showed the gameplay demo that I said that this game was going to tank? Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, they're going to show off more the indie stuff. Um, Take Two has stuff to show. Capcom has stuff to show, which is going to be interesting. Um, I don't know what they're going to show. I think they're gonna do a Resident Evil Four remake, like they did with. Oh yeah, that was a rumor. One, two, and three. Yeah, they might show off Resident Evil Four VR since they announced it, but they haven't showed it yet. Oh, I might show that. that. Oh, you didn't know? No, I didn't know it was in development. I mean, Resident Evil Four basically has become like Skyrim for me. It runs on a potato because it just comes to everything that is. So it's not as bad as Skyrim, man. Yeah, I'm just. But it, it's still anymore. pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. It's still pretty bad. It's probably pe- people buy it because otherwise they wouldn't release it on so many platforms. I'm not gonna lie. If they announce a remake and they actually pull it off and put it on the Switch, I'm gonna get it. Even if, if I, they don't put it on the Switch, I'm probably gonna. Oh, <laughs> I played the original on PS2, and after that, I've never touched it again. If they put it out on PS4, I might do it then. But uh, oh, I know you will. Yeah, because uh, I love that game. That was my first Resident Evil. I love that game so much. Yeah, me too. I played it on PS2, and after that, I never touched it again. And it makes sense, considering that they took inspiration from Resident Evil 4 for Village. So, yeah, it's like, hey, look at the inspiration for Village. Here's Resident Evil 4. And meet Leon S. Kennedy. And Oh, speaking of which, considering that they're also making a new Netflix series for Resident Evil that stars... Uh, Leon mm. and I think Jill Valentine. So uh, that would be like a great like tie-in multimedia mumbo jumbo thing. 
Um, so that's going to be interesting. And of course, last but definitely not least, Nintendo and Namco Bandai. Now, quickly think Namco Bandai, they have their fingers in a lot of stuff. So it's kind of curious to see what they're going to be putting out. I, ha- I have no idea what they're going to be doing because um, they do a lot of things lately and worked with a lot of other companies, including Nintendo. Nintendo, um, I've especially avoided rumors for that for the longest time because I was so like... let me quickly brief you on what's going on right now. I swear if you bring up any rumors, I will end this right now. I will end the recording. I'm I just going to bring up my predictions. Let me put it this way. You won't hurt me, but you'll hurt all the fans that are listening if you end this recording. If the fans are patient, like I said, no, but not everybody is like you. Yes. No, No, but people have to learn. I don't want to hear it. You're the guy that goes to the movie theater, and then when the trailers start to roll, you're like, la, 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 Thing is, there's not a lot of those happening anymore. <laughs> yeah, so I, think, I, I mean, I'm honest. I think Nintendo is going to announce hardware. They said they wouldn't, but I mean, like, come on! They said they wouldn't do anything around hardware this year, and there are so many rumors. There are so many listings popping up on all sorts of retail sites. I think they, I mean, there are parts leaking out. There's codes to showing stuff. I mean. It's not something they can get around. Hmm. Well, outside of that, there are a bunch of games that I am hoping that they talk about. They have to talk. I feel that at this point, they have to talk about um, at least like the the 35th anniversary stuff for Zelda, Mm -hmm. including Breath of the Wild sequel, um, whatever other games they're going to put. Because I think if you're just going to for an anniversary title, you're going to do only Skyward Sword. That would be kind of an injustice because like a link between worlds would be awesome on Switch. Um, if they did it in the art style of uh, uh, Link's Awakening, that would be really nice because that was a really fun and pretty game. Yeah. Um, if they, I kind of, I was kind of hoping they would do Minish Cap, but I don't think they're going to do that, which is kind of a shame. Also, it's one of those Capcom made games, so I don't think they're going to touch that. They're also not going to do anything with, um, uh, because that's 20 years old uh, this year. Um, the Oracle of Ages and Seasons games, uh, those are 20 years old, so they're also having an anniversary on that. If they wanted to, they could have done it, but I don't think they're going to do that, um, especially since it's two games, not just one. Uh, they probably will show off some merchandising stuff with Zelda, unless they're going to announce a separate Zelda 35th anniversary direct. That is also a possibility. Um, I'm pretty sure that at Capcom and Nintendo, we're going to see more Monster Hunter stuff, specifically Monster Hunter Rise and Monster Hunter Stories 2. Um, we're probably hopefully gonna see some 35th anniversary stuff from Metroid. Hopefully, we'll finally see something from Metroid Prime 4. Don't hold your breath on uh Bayonetta 3 because that has been very silent. They are still working on it. Um, uh, Hideki, Kami, Hideki Kamiya has said as much, 
they're still working on it. It's not been delayed. Well, it's not been delayed as in we don't know a date yet. So how can it be delayed? Um, but they're working on it and it's going well, according to him. So I'll take the guy's word for it. I don't want to get banned on Twitter. Um, I don't want him to ban me. Um, what else? Uh, we'll hopefully see more of Splatoon 3, which I'm very excited about because I love the Splatoon series. Um, I don't know if they'll do something for Donkey Kong because that is also um, having an anniversary this year. Gosh, darn, they have a lot of anniversaries. They did, however, announce that they're opening a museum in Japan for Nintendo. I read that. And it looks pretty awesome and the idea is really cool. Yeah. Um, so another reason for me to go back to Japan when that opens up as well. Okay. Um, I don't know if they're going to talk about about anything else other than like the anniversary stuff, maybe some unexpected games like they did with Famicom Detective Club. That would be really nice. Although I can't really think of other titles that have only had a Japan-only release that people are aware of. I would like to see that they do a an, um, another Fire Emblem Echoes title, um, but this time for one of the Super Nintendo... Um, no, for another Super Nintendo uh, Fire, Fire Emblem that never came out in the West, um, 3S, 3CR377, which is the first Fire Emblem that had the whole um, relationship system built into it, where you could have kids and they could take over traits and stuff like that. The story in that is really cool, so I kind of hope that they, that they do that. Outside of that, I don't really know what else they could announce. Maybe some Pokemon stuff. Hopefully some more information on like Detective Pikachu 2 or the new Detective Pikachu game that's coming to Switch. We don't know if it's a remake of the 3DS version or if it's a completely new title. They just announced it and then they said nothing. Seems to be a theme these days. Um, I think you've said so much as in predictions. I hope something sticks. I hope something sticks. I really do. I really do. I do hope we see more titles for the for the PlayStation Five, though, because at least for at least from third party developers, since Sony is not seeing anything right now, um, that is a little bit worrying though. Still, I think they're participating in Summer Games Fest, or at least in are open, they in the opening night thing? I I uh. think they do because I saw their logo, but. Um... I'm, I'm, I hope that they do something around E3. It would be strange if they didn't because then they're basically giving Microsoft and Nintendo the spotlight again. And especially in a year of a new hardware release heading into its second day holiday season, you want people to get extra pumped for that holiday season. Yeah, you do. Um, I, think that's, I think that's it. Um, do you have any other predictions that you have? No. Nah just gonna wait and see all right so that is it for the first half stick around we'll be right back with the second half which is of course what we've been playing and we're back with the second segment which is of course what we've been playing so sean templar what have you been playing I uh, have been uh, putting more time into Formula One 2020. 
Um, I've uh, I started the my team mode. So I, I explained this earlier. You're the eleventh team on the grid. Um, you start. You cho you choose an engine supplier, and you um, you choose a teammate, and basically you have to uh, on a lower level manage the team. But at the same time, you're also the one of the drivers of the team. So you earn points in the in the free practices of the race, and you can use those points to invest in the development of your car, for example, in, in multiple areas such as the engine or the, the chassis or the durability or the aerodynamics. Um, and then uh, you get sponsors, for example, and if you meet the requirements of the sponsors, they give you money and with that money you can upgrade stuff. So um, I think I'm in the 11th or the, I'm in the, at the 12th race of the 22. So I've just passed the half mark. Um, the funny thing is, is that um, it looks like the opposite world compared to the real world. So for example, last season, the Ferrari car was one of the worst cars on the grid. In the mighty mode, the Ferrari car is one of the best cars uh, on the grid. So I don't know what's happening there. Um, in real life, Valtteri Bottas, who is the second driver of Mercedes, is a, I would say he's a good driver, but his performance lately has been okay. Well, in, in the mode that I'm playing in, he is better than Lewis Hamilton, or at least he's scoring higher than Lewis Hamilton, which has, I think, never happened before. Um, and for some reason, my car is supposed to be one of the slowest cars on the grid, but I am, I guess, I, lucky enough. But I, when, I, when I do a race, I try to do one every day or every so often uh, in a week, I manage to get either close in the top three uh, and finish on the podium um, or like really like a fourth or fifth spot. Whereas if you look at the, the metric of the game, my car shouldn't even be near that position. So I don't know what's going on, why my car is performing that well. Um, the, the one funny thing is, is, is if you're doing practice sessions, which you always have to do, there are three uh, practice sessions and you can complete objectives in those sessions. You can also uh, choose a setup for your car. So uh, more downforce equals less speed, um, but easier and more nimble handling. More speed means less downforce, meaning your car is stiffer, so it's harder in the corners. Um, I have. You can also choose a balanced setup. I have uh, a faster setup, which should mean that my car is worse or 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 a little bit worse to drive. But for some reason, I think I did an upgrade to my car somewhere. And my car is actually performing better if I choose that higher uh, setup, even in corners. So I'm not mm. experiencing the, the the downsides of the faster setup. Um, I, I don't know what's happening. So it's really helping me out. Um, I'm playing it on my PS4 with a controller as a friend of mine who's going to, who bought like this really pro racing steer and uh, uh rig and all that stuff so he's gonna i'm gonna buy his old steering wheel so at the end of the month i'll probably have a steering wheel so i kind of hope to, to get a bit more practice in with that um the other week there was a preview event for f1 2021 Ooh. um so i'm I, i'm not sure i might buy it on release on pc um there's for example a co-op career mode in it so you can play either with another friend at the same team or you can choose competing teams and drive against each other in the same league um is that online co-op? Uh, yeah, it's online co-op. Ah, not same screen co-op. No, no, no couch co-op, no. Ah, that's unfortunate. Um, 
Yeah, I think Couch Co-op, I don't know if Couch Co-op is in there, but I think Split Screen is in there. Ooh, not sure. We, yeah. could, we could do some share uh, play on that then. Yeah, maybe. I'd have to check it out. Uh, if it's, uh, I don't know if it, it's in there or not. I would have to check. Um, but yeah, they're going to add some really cool stuff, more damage models, more, uh, for example, since last year, engine modes are banned. So like if you went into qualification, you could, uh, you could use a specific engine mode, meaning giving you more power, for example. Um, they banned engine modes in Formula One last year. And in this game, you're seeing the same thing happen as well. So there are no engine modes anymore. Hmm. Um, so if you, there's like what they're trying to do is, is they're trying to find a balance between a sim racer and a casual racing game because they still want to attract casual race uh, racers but at the same time they want to appeal to the the sim or the expert racers and also keep them happy so it's nice to see that there are like a mix of of settings in there you can customize your game a lot um so for example with the fuel uh, with the engine modes it means that you have to be a lot more conservative with how you drive you can't just constantly drive flat out because eventually you'll run out of fuel and then you won't be able to finish the race. Um, <laughs> I, I saw for I had that happen to me in 2020, whereas in my I was cranking up the engine a bit too much, and then I got to the point where just in the, like the last lap I was in the third position, and uh, my fuel ran out. So what happens is your car will drop back to 150 kilometers per hour uh, until you finish, and I lost like three or four positions on that one, which was a really bummer because I was going to get like a lot of points if I finished on the third spot. So, um, you know, it's cool to see that they're strategi- that they're giving you this option to strategize a lot. Um, and besides Formula One, I've been playing Warzone, you know, Rebirth Island. Um, same old, same old. Some days you win some, some days you lose some. Did you participate in the whole 80s hero thing? Uh, yeah, that's mainly in Verdansk now, and I don't like the Verdansk map. It's so big, you just ran. I, I feel like you you always get randomly sniped, which I do not like. Mm-hmm. So in Rebirth Island, because it's like basically Alcatraz Island, it's a lot slow, uh, smaller. It's a lot more fast-paced action. Um, I do see people running around with the John McClane and the Rambo skin. Uh, so that's always funny to see. But um, yeah, I mean, I've started to play it on PC as well for a bit, and... Um, I'm not as bad as I expected. Uh, it's been a long time since I played shooters on the PC, but I'm doing okay, I guess. Mm. All right, that's cool. Yeah, but yeah. that's basically it for me. What have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing a lot of stuff here and there. Um, still playing Monster Hunter. Uh, I played I played less now, not because I don't like the game, but I've been having a lot of not great schedules with work. So I come home and I'm just exhausted. Um, luckily, E3 week is around the corner, so I'll have more time. Um, I always take time off specifically for E3 so I can put all my focus on that, even before we did the podcast. It's, it's just fun to do it that way. Um, also, because all those stuff happened in the evening, and then I don't want to wake up the next day, go to work all groggy because I was up late watching press conferences from video games. Um, I've Life. finished Uncharted 3. Oh. So with this, the Uncharted Trilogy collection is complete. Nice. What did you think of it? Charted all three games. Um, yeah, it's basically like I said before in a previous episode. One is the worst. Second is an improvement. 
third is the best. Really? The final boss is not the best. I love the I second mean, one. I mean, overall. I mean, overall game. Like, the second one still has the best boss fight because it's an actual boss fight. Oh, the third one did not really have a boss fight, yeah. just like the first game, which you'd think they'd learn from that, but no. They didn't. I love the, the Lazarevich uh, boss fight. Like, yeah, I love Drake, it. Drake, you think you can stop me? Yeah, because it's a shooty-shooty arena against one big buff guy, and you have to run yeah. around avoiding his stuff while also making sure that he can take damage because he can't take damage, yeah. at least if you shoot at him normally. Um, but I was that that was a fun boss fight. I did not like the ending of three. Like the ending itself is fine, but the ending sequence of mm. events, the lack of an actual boss fight is kind of disappointing. Yeah. Um, that it basically all took place in a cutscene, and it's like, well, I didn't do anything, so it's like what's the point. Yeah, I felt with three that it it strayed off the story too much, like the part where you're suddenly aboard that cruise ship and stuff like that. I felt like, wow, why am I, why is this in here? This feels like they're trying to drag the experience out a bit more, you know? And the part with the, the shanty town with all the, 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 con- the containers there and stuff like that, that part felt like too long for me. I wanted to make it more, uh, this is the most, in a, or at least, of the three games that came out on PlayStation 3, it's the most cinematic one of the of them all. Like, for example, yeah. when you're in the desert, when you crash land in the desert and you have to walk around, like the camera panning and stuff, it's all very yep. cinematic. Um, if you're not paying attention, you think you can't move, but you have to move, like yep. you said. Um, so that, that those things are cool. Um, I like the story. Like, in general, I like the story. I did not like the sequence, how it ended, but I like the story because it's a, I think it's a more personal story in terms of Nathan Drake, um, because it shows more uh, more of his experiences, where he came from, um, because they go back to the whole Francis Drake stuff. Um, you get introduced to other characters. You play as young Drake. Yep. You you really globetrot in this one. You actually start off with a crew, which is kind of funny because it really does make it feel more like a movie. Um, they have this kind of low-rent Jason Statham guy in the beginning. Um, unfortunately, he gets hurt. Um, so he's not there. You get reintroduced to some character. I will say this. the One of the last stuff, kind of bit of a spoiler for people, um, if you haven't like skip 30 seconds the starting now the hallucination scene i legit thought that sully was dead oh yeah and then it it was revealed that he was not dead and that you were hallucinating and then i was like where was he isn't this more part of the hallucination would an hallucination say that it's a hallucination it was know. so weird, but it ended up it was not a hallucination. Sully was still alive. End spoiler. Um, so that was the only weird part. I did not like that part at all because it just felt weird. And then you had all the yeah, it just felt like a really weird sequence. But the rest of it, I actually really did enjoy. So I think three I enjoyed the most um, overall. Um, Two, I enjoyed mostly the ending, 
Um, it was way better paced, but still a lot of game, a, a lot of um, gunplay. Three had that as well, but not as much. They actually tried to focus on improving the hand-to-hand combat, which they did. I mean, it's still no Batman or Spider-Man or um, uh, Shadow of Mordor, but you know, it's it's better than nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I played that. I finished that. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna tackle uh, Thief's End yet, because I've Why? because I because basically I played the three games in succession in kind of a rush. I actually stopped playing Uncharted Three for a while because I felt a little bit burned out because I was literally I started the game, I finished one, I start I started two right away, finished two right away, and then started three. So I kind of felt like a bit of a fatigue. Mm-hmm. So I want a little bit of time in between because. Um, I have four. I don't have the add-on to four. That was really good. So I think I'm going to give myself some time to breathe. There are other stuff that I was actually supposed to play before Uncharted. So I think I'm going to focus. I'm either going to do that or I'm going to play Persona 5 Golden next because I bought it on discount. Nice. Finally, I I gave in. Okay. If you're not going to bring it to to switch i caved in i bought it on playstation 4 if i'm telling you sega if you bring this game out on playstation on switch if i get an announcement at e3 that persona 5 golden is coming to switch i'm going to i'm going to slap someone anybody uh, sorry just had to get that out um that's probably next <laughs> um i You're played so violent so aggressive it's probably the games that do that that's probably <laughs> you with your weird analogies about slapping people. How am I the one that you are the only one that keeps on saying that you will slap people? I have never said that I will slap people for something. I have multiple ep- ep- episodes with evidence in it in which you say that you will do that. Heck, you said it the last episode. That's <laughs> uh, uh, probably You're true. just I don't such know. a violent person. Oh. <laughs> Not a for people person. listening, I'm being forced to do this podcast. If I don't, he will slap me. So please, you know, send help. I need help. They do realize that this is a virtual podcast. So I'm never, I'm nowhere near you. I'm not forcing you to do anything. I'm still, he threatens me every day. And it's just so emotionally, he, 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 he keeps me hostage mentally. It's just so hard. So please send help quick. Sure, sure, sure. Um, outside of that, I played a little bit of Animal Crossing, uh, trying to help my buddy Liam out. Shout out to Liam. Um, and that's about it. I haven't, I mean, I played a little bit of, uh, no, sorry. I actually played a little bit of, um, what's that game called again? The game that came out recently, the dodgeball game, um, Knockout City. And? It's surprisingly fun. Is it EA game, right? It's an EA Originals game, so it's an indie title. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, um, it's not free to play, and I don't know why. I thought it was twenty free bucks. To play. No, you can, you have a you have a trial. Yeah. Um, you had a trial for ten days, and then they extended that um, to I think two weeks or a month. Okay, so you can play it for free now um, as you're listening to this for at least a little bit longer. But the full game is twenty. Oh, okay. That's a bummer. But it's structured as something that would benefit from a free-to-play model. It looks like it. I thought it was you un- because game. you have a battle. You have like a battle pass. 
you can unlock like outfits um and it's not like a, a play to it's not a pay to win thing because it's literally just your skills mm-hmm. i am not a big fan of the character aesthetics characters are not pretty but that i don't really care okay. um about how they look but it is a fun um it is a fun play i played it multiplayer with uh one of one of our our insta instagram friends uh that we talked about before uh rb uh rb gaming uh 85 uh sorry um 95 keep saying 85 that's that's not right um yeah so we did like a three-man play and you could do and it's cross play oh nice so he was playing on playstation um his other friend was playing on playstation i was the only one playing on switch what a surprise (laughs) (laughs) but it looks fine on switch so i don't care it looks fine it plays well um it still had weird long ass loading times like in general like when you load into a game it takes a while to load in but once you're in you're in and it's it's fun times it's fun times Mm. so basically it's three-man dodgeball so it's two teams of three um you have two health pips um if you get hit twice um uh, the team your team gets a point um then you respawn and then you go at it um, until the first team to get to 10 points wins it gets really heated it gets really heated and there are already some people that are there are already some teams that are really good um but you can do different stuff you can have a homing attack you can um you can lock on to people you have to lock on to throw otherwise you'll just miss so you use the lock on so that you can throw it if someone is locked onto you the borders of the screen turn red so that you know that someone is targeting you you just don't know where they are so you better be ready with the with the catch ball or with the catch button so that you can catch the ball as it comes to you or dodge in on time so that it misses you okay nice you can also put a little english on that ball and like it'll do a it'll do a curved shot which is really cool um you don't have a double jump but you do have a glider that um pops out when you try to do a double jump Mm -hmm. so instead of that you just glide um you can use your uh you can use your uh teammates or the enemy as balls there's an item that you can throw to an enemy and then they get locked into a ball cage and mm-hmm. then you can um, use that to throw, to throw them at their teammates. Wow. And it explodes. <laughs> um, you can use your teammate and then you can use a special attack, which is really cool. Like it, you can have different, you can unlock different things like a homing attack. You can uh, uh, do like a giant bomb thing so that it has an area of effect um yeah it's a really fun game like i totally recommend trying it out do the trial if you like it it's only 20 bucks my money is that they might that this game might go free to play in the future um but right now it's 20 bucks again it really just should have ea should have just ponied up a little bit more money so that they could do it free to play um and then just charge for a battle pass um but yeah, I, yeah, I think that's about it. So I played that, and like that's it. I didn't play anything a lot for a long time. I did a, I did a few things here and there. The only thing 
I spent the most time on was Uncharted, and at most that was like three hours. Okay. So well, at least you finished it. At least I finished it. Yeah. So that's it. Alrighty. Will you then, do the uh, honors? I will. Uh, I would love to do the honors. So as always, thank you everybody for tuning in to this episode of Game Rivals. It's really exciting seeing as E3 starts. So. Um, you will probably be seeing a lot more drops in the coming days because we'll be covering E3 in our own way. Um, so keep an eye out uh, on our socials, mostly the Instagrams, because you'll probably get the newest thing or check your podcast apps because uh, we'll be pushing some, uh, some more uh, episodes in the coming days, which I'm really excited for. Um, so thank you as always. Um, you can find us on all your favorite podcasting platforms, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, Google Play, uh, Anchor. Um, you can uh, find us on Twitter, uh, game underscore rivals underscore. You can find Maximilian at Maximilian. Um, you can email us, gamerivalsfeedback at gmail.com. Um, you can find us on, on Instagram, uh, game at gamerivals. That's where I'm mostly at. And at Maximilian underscore X. I think you're going to f- post like a predictions video you said, right? Um, by the time this is out, it should be out. Okay. Well, keep your eye out for that. And uh, I think that's it. That's it. That's it. We will be having uh, a guest for two episodes. So definitely tune in for that because it'll be a nice, fun discussion. He, this man is a Xbox uh, fan. So he will be able to give some counterweight if I start bashing Microsoft which I don't intend to, but you never know. If they pull that Kojima out of their head, I will probably freak out and I will get upset. And, you know, when people get upset, then they do weird stuff or crazy stuff or they say stuff that they shouldn't. So (laughs) they better not. (laughs) And on that note, I have been and always will be Sean Templer. And I have been and will always be Maximilian X. And we'll catch you on the next one. Later.